Welcome back into the Rounding Third Podcast. I'm Nick, and we have Harrison with us tonight. How are we doing, Harrison? I'm good. How are we doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too, and all our viewers and listeners. Happy New Year. I hope it was a great and a safe New Year. Um, mine was low-keyed. I was in bed by 11, so it was great. Loved it. So Nice. Yeah. yeah. The, kid, the kids actually kept me up until midnight this year, so oh, usually I'd be in bed by like 11 also. Yeah. So, All right. Before we get going, uh, make sure that you follow and like us on Facebook. You can also subscribe on YouTube. You can also listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So not a ton of news this week league-wide. However, the Red Sox finally made some moves here. That almost feels so, weird to say. It, it really does. I mean, the Red Sox have been quiet in the offseason for quite some time. So it's been nice that they're finally, you know, did something. Yeah. So as we kind of figured, Lucas Giolito was kind of favored to come to the Red Sox. And he did two years for $38.5 million. He has an opt-out after the 2024 season, though. So yeah. it's kind of a glorified tryout for him as well. Because... Yeah. If you look at his stats, they're not, they haven't been great. The last three or four years, his ERA is up. And the only reason it's in the fours is because he had like one standout season. Yep. So, I mean, his ERA hovers. And at Fenway Park, we could be seeing a lot of balls go over that monster with him on the mound, <laughs> unless he's in Lucas Giolito form, which, you know, all Red Sox Nation is hoping that he is. Right. Um, I mean, his his last really effective season was twenty twenty. Yep, I which mean, doesn't count, right? Right. I mean, twenty twenty one, he was good, and then really he fell off the wagon at that point. Yeah. So it's been ugly. I, I mean, Red Sox need pitching at yep. this point. I don't need. I don't care who it is. I hope Giolito comes in and pitches well for us. We need it. Um, I think the Red Sox could wheel and deal for some other talent. I mean. The Marlins have said their pitchers are somewhat, you know, they could move possibly. Um, there's a lot of young arms in that organization. I wouldn't mind seeing one of them come. Um, but they're also injury prone as well. So that's my kind of question mark with the Marlins pitching staff. Um, but since we need pitching, you know, why don't we just trade away Chris Sale and get Vaughn Grissom in return. Now, listen, this was mixed reviews across the board. Like on social media, like people were, were mad about it. Uh, Red Sox Nation was kind of mad about it at first. Listen, I love Chris Sale. I love that he got the final out for us in 2018. I, I, I really love that. But that was his last effective year. What has right. he done since? He's Nothing. He's- yeah, he's he's rehabbed basically. He's rehabbed nonstop for years. Yep. This this Chris Sale contract will go down as one of the worst in team history, because you signed him to the big deal, he immediately had injury problems and he just never came back. It was Tommy John, then it was the bike thing, then it was a line drop off the finger, and that right there cost him two and a half, almost three seasons. Yeah. And then he was okay last year. Yeah. But his fastball velocity was down. The bite in the slider was down. He's just not the same guy. And he's now he's now in the latter part of his career. He's always had that kind of frame that you always wondered if it was going to hold up. And I've been saying, I mean, I think we've all been saying for the last year, it's time to move on. 
Like the Red Sox have to move on. This is a bad contract. They got nothing for it. Thanks for 2018, Chris, but we haven't seen you since. You got to go. And the one thing I like about Giolito, to go back to that for a minute, is, you know, he strikes a lot of guys out. But more importantly, so going back to 2018, 32 starts. 2019, 29 starts. 2020 was 12 starts. In a 60-game season, that's as many as you can have. 2021, 31 starts. 2022, 30 starts. 2023, 33 starts. Yeah. He's out there. Every single time you call his number, he's out there. The Red Sox haven't had a guy like that in a very long time. So, yeah, he gave up 41 home runs last year. And he probably has a case of whiplash. He's he's taking care of this offseason from all the balls he watched soar out of the stadium. But the fact of the matter is he strikes out a lot of guys. He gets a lot of outs. He pitches a lot of innings. And he shows up every time his number is called. But that and that's also what happened. That's what happens when you throw that much, too. You're going to give Absolutely. up a long ball. They're major league hitters. Like, you hear pitchers all the time that major league hitters could square up a bullet. You yeah. know? So, I mean, it's going to happen. When you throw that much, that many starts, that many innings, you're going to give up the long ball. It's inevitable. So. Yeah, and in, and in fairness, you know, 21 of those 41 home runs came in the 60 innings he pitched between L.A. and Cleveland when he was just getting bounced around. The guy had no home. He's living out of a, he's living out of hotel rooms, getting bounced around. He's with one team for six weeks, yeah. gets dumped on another one. Like, yeah, he, he, pitched, he pitched like trash in L.A. and Cleveland. He had an ERA of almost seven. He gave up 21 home runs in 62 innings. He wasn't good. But at that point, I don't think he was even trying to be good. He was just trying to get through the season because the White Sox, the, was it, the White Sox part of the season was a debacle. And he and in Chicago, he was six and six with a 379 ERA. Like yeah. he had 21 starts in Chicago where he looked decent. That's why he was desirable. And then LA and Cleveland, it was just pff, game over. Yeah. Um, so you're getting a better pitcher than you saw last year. You're getting a guy who shows up every day, and at this point, I, I'll take that over Chris Sale. Just, just the fact of the matter is, you know he's, you know he's going to be out there. That's a great point. Yeah. Um. So back to the Chris Sale and Vaughn Grissom trade. I, I like this. Um. Like I said, a lot of Red Sox Nation was, was upset about it, and I, I don't quite understand why. For all the reasons you said. Like, he hasn't been on the field since 2018 consistently. Um, It's kind of a win for Atlanta, right? I mean, the Red Sox are paying $17 million of this contract to get him to Atlanta. So the Red Sox are eating money. If he goes in and he's their fourth or fifth starter and he or spot starts or whatever, like, he could benefit from being on that team and the Braves could benefit. Now, getting Vaughn Grissom in return... This kid was supposed to come up and be the Atlanta Braves shortstop, and Arcia kind of took that job from him yep. at the beginning of the season and was an all-star. So now with, with Albies and all these long-term contracts, there's really no place for Grissom to go. So we get Grissom. We need a second baseman. We plug him in there, and we're good to go. And he's young. Mayer's coming up. All these young kids from the Red Sox are coming up. I, I think this is... I'm going to say more of a win for the Red Sox and the Braves, but the Braves got what they needed. They needed pitching. Yep. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And as you and I were going back and forth once the news came out, I look at this as <clears throat> it's a win for everybody. The Braves get a left-handed starter with high upside that they've been looking for and they've desperately needed for a while. 
And all it's going to cost him is Vaughn Grissom and 10 million bucks. And if he's great, they've got a $20 million option they can pick up and keep him for one more year. Right. So really, if you're the Braves, worst case, you lose Grissom and 10 million bucks for a guy who doesn't come out and give you much. Okay. Like you're going to spend 20 million bucks on Charlie Morton. Yeah. Chris Sale's probably a better deal. Yeah. So I think from the Braves perspective, it's good. Like they got what they needed for Chris Sale. It's great. He gets out of the pressure of Boston. He can go to Atlanta, which is a team that's going to be good with or without him. He can kind of hide as a third or fourth starter. He can just do his thing. Um, and all that pressure's off. The focus is off. The contract doesn't matter. He can just go be another guy. He doesn't have to be the guy. He can just be another guy. You know, the Jag, just another guy. Yeah. And that's good for him. And it's good for the Red Sox because they finally break the cord. You got to get rid of Chris Sale. God love him. Thank you for 2018. But who are you? We haven't seen you in so long. Right. Yeah. And Morgan said, I'll just say, Morgan says, yeah. well, Sale will stay healthy, start 25 games just by not being on the yeah. Red Sox. It's just their luck. It's it, it's exactly Red Sox luck. It, it, he'll he'll go out there and be excellent, and they'll pick up a twenty million dollar option, and they'll win a World Series, and Chris Sale will be a big freaking hero in Atlanta. And you know what? Good for him. Yeah. You know, because he there's no there's no ill will of Red Sox fans against Chris Sale. No, it's more just disappointment that we never got to see who he was actually going to be. His whole yeah. career got completely derailed and thrown off course. This is a guy who leads all active pitchers with like eleven point one strikeouts per nine. Like the guy was electric. We just haven't mm-hmm. seen him in a long time. And then the last piece of that for Grissom is that here's a high upside young guy who ran out of us, who the Braves love. He was Dansby Swanson 2.0. They wanted to give Arcia a shot. He played great. You don't remove the hot hand. And now the Red Sox get another young, high upside infielder who will likely play, you know, a shorter second, depending on where story goes, who fills a hole, who brings some excitement, and will just add on to this young core that's coming because then, then all of a sudden you got Mayer coming and Nick York coming. And uh, Blaze Jordan coming. You got all these young guys that are like Raffaello, you know, Raffaello, who we're going to see more of this year. Like you got all these young guys who are a year or two away. This is the Red Sox kind of turning the page and opening up the door to that next phase. And Chris Sale is really the last remaining piece, the last remaining kind of hurdle to getting there. And I am, I'm wondering if at some point the Red Sox are going to deal a couple of these young guys. Now I, I kind of mentioned this. Uh, on the page, I was like, do the Red Sox deal for Dylan Cease and have like a Yoan Moncada, Michael Kopech deal for Chris Sale, like 2.0, and we get Dylan Cease? Like, I mean, it's almost set up the exact same way and same positions for both teams where the White Sox are looking to move Cease and the Red Sox have the farm, thanks to Heim Bloom, yep. to make that deal. Now, I could maybe argue that Mayer has a little bit more of an upside than Mankata did at that point. But if, if I remember right, Mankata had a lot of fanfare when he was in the in the minors too. Like Mankata was a like, big time prospect. He was the Red yes. Sox number one. He was one of the top fifteen or so in all of baseball. Like he was a he was a a big deal. He just never turned into it. Yeah. And I kind of made the point is if Mayer does go to the White Sox, does it happen the same way? Because maybe their development just isn't as good as other teams. Well, I mean, we don't know. The players in Chicago don't grow, and I'm surprised the grass even grows. I mean, nothing develops over there. They they just don't they don't develop well. They don't they don't draft well. They don't develop well. Um, that's what that team's in the spot that they're in. But I think I think getting rid of Sale allows them to now get more flexible with how they're going to design the roster. It's really the the really the turning of the page to this next phase, and the Red Sox can now either deal a young player to bring in somebody to establish or 
They've now got some payroll flexibility with a young Von Grissom who's going to be cheap and Chris Sale's contract being gone now where maybe a guy like Snell or Montgomery becomes a real option to bring in and now you can rebuild your core. If you get one of those two guys, you completely change the trajectory of 2024 for the Red Sox. You do. And if you if you get if you get Giolito like you used to be, if you can line up a Snell, Giolito, Brian Bayo as your top three, you're going to be okay. Yeah, uh, Bayo's only going to get better. This right. kid's this kid's the real deal, um, and he's only going to get better. You put him around those two. I mean, they're veterans. Like if you get right. Snell or Montgomery, and then with Giolito, your veterans, a young guy. I think they could, if they somehow landed one of these two big arms, Red Sox could make some noise. Because like yeah. we've said, their offense puts up runs. They're they just can't runs. prevent them. Yeah. You still got Kenley Jansen at the back end for one more year. You know, Connor Wong came out and really took over the catcher position. Tristan Casas really became the guy in the second half of the year. He was so good the second half of the year. Your second base hole is now filled with either Grissom or Story. Shortstop filled with Grissom or Story. Devers is back. Yeah. You've got another year of Yoshida. You've Durant. got a full year of Duran. You've got Tyler O'Neill, who's going to be here. Like you, you've got, you're going to score runs. You're going to hit. You're yeah. going to be okay. If yeah. you can bring in a couple of arms to balance that rotation and give you a chance so that you're in more ball games than, than not, not, not to think the Red Sox can go win the AL East all of a sudden, but they'll at least be competitive and they may be on the outside of the wild card. And, and not only that, is you're solidifying Halk and Whitlock to the bullpen. Like, sure, can one yes. of them make a, a spot start if injured? Sure. But you're giving these guys roles. And we've talked about this before where, like, the way Cora was managing the bullpen kind of by necessity yeah. and by choice a little bit was, like, he he couldn't find a spot for them. You know, like, you go through, yeah. like, the Orioles' bullpen, and it was Yanir Cano in the eighth, Felix Bautista in the ninth. Didn't matter. Those two go in, the like – we didn't have that. There's no question. You know, other than Jansen last year, he was the only one that we knew was coming in the ninth. Other than that, it was like, all right, well, who's available now? Okay, let's put him in. Um, you just never knew who was coming in. Nobody really had a role. Everybody's kind of out of position. Yeah. And and I know people. A lot of people say, well, just go out there and pitch. You got to get three outs no matter what. Well, pitching in the sixth inning versus the eighth versus the ninth are all very different scenarios. And if you're a guy who's not used to pitching at a certain point of the game, you know, because the, as the game gets later, the leverage gets higher. If you're just not used to that, it's not always as comfortable for you. And maybe you've got, you know, if you're a, a contact pitcher coming into the ninth inning, that doesn't feel as good as if you're a contact pitcher coming in the sixth inning, where if you make a mistake, the team, the game's not over. It's just right. when guys have a role, just like having a, just like having a position or a spot in the lineup, when guys have a known role, it's just easier to prepare. I agree. So, I mean, if, if we can somehow solidify the starting rotation, there's still work to be done. Don't get me wrong. Big but, this, you know, it would, it would solidify the bullpen a lot. And yep. these guys would have defined roles. And that it alone would make them so much better. So, yeah, because I think it's safe to say at, at this point in the offseason, the Red Sox are not better than they were last year. But they're not worse. Right. They're they move some pieces around and they're kind of in the same spot. Yeah. Now it's a matter of you've done these things. Now what's next? Like what's yeah. the next move that's going to actually get you over the hump and show some improvement. And I'm hoping it happens soon. I mean, this I mean, was a really slow news week. And it was and January 1st pitchers and catchers report in six weeks. Like 
There's Pretty. not a lot of time left. There's a lot of names still on the board that don't have a yeah. home yet, and there's not a lot of time left. No. So, and I don't uh, think we expected to see this many people still out there on January 1st. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought after Otani signed, it was just going to be an absolute waterfall of people signing everywhere. But yeah. And we got high-profile free agents that nobody's even talking about right now. Yeah, you got Snell, Bellinger, Montgomery, your top three that are still available, and honestly haven't heard a thing about them. No, then you got you know next level down and Merrifield and guys like that that are just floating around out there. Yep. So weird, but all right. So we'll move on from the Red Sox a little bit here, and uh, the Cincinnati Reds signed Frankie Montas to one year, sixteen million dollars. Um, not a big um, needle pusher, but um, it's like a tryout, yep. and you know, we'll see the, the Red. Reds have a good starting rotation. You add him if he's healthy, they're they're going to be pretty good. So it's a it's a low risk move for the Reds, and it's the first time in a long time the Reds have really taken a risk with payroll. Yeah, yeah, they're making a sixteen million dollar bet that this guy has still got something because yeah. when he's healthy, he's great. Yeah, agree. But he just hasn't been right in a while. No, um, IKF. So uh, Isaiah kind of is going to the Blue Jays for two years, fifteen million dollars. So this definitely leaves Merrifield kind of out of the mix there, it seems. Um, unless, you know, he's just going to play a utility role there and they're still looking to bring back Merrifield. Um, I, I don't know their status there, but again, that's kind of a, a low-risk, high-reward thing for them. And well, I, IKF can play anywhere. Well, I was just going to say, and IKF being able to play everywhere, that also, make, that also one, makes me wonder, does that mean that the door with Matt Chapman's finally closed? Um, is Merrifield finally closed? Like, are both of those guys definitely gone and they need a guy like IKF to bounce around a little bit? Like, where are they with these guys? Because, you know, losing a guy like Merrifield, yeah, that doesn't feel good. Doesn't It doesn't crush that team. Losing right. a guy like Chapman, that's a big hole that IKF isn't going to fill. No. And all IKF's, in- a, IKF's a good ball player. He reminds me of, of like a Brock Holt kind of guy. He does a little mm-hmm. bit of everything and he's good. He's talented. But is he is he an everyday guy that's going to replace a guy like Matt Chapman? Absolutely not. No. And the rumors are that Matt Chapman's um, top suitor is the Giants. Yeah, the Giants so, are big, big on him right now. Yeah. So, but like another we'll, guy who's we'll been see. pretty quiet of late too that I thought would be signed by now. Exactly. Um, and then the last free agent news that I heard this week was Josh Hader is seeking five years, a hundred and two million dollar contract. I mean, that's a, so that's a very, that's, very specific number there, Nick. It, it is. And <laughs> it's a weird number. What is it? Was it 21 million or 20 and a half million? I don't do the math, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't want my team signing that contract for Josh Hader. No, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Josh Hader's stuff is filthy. But this is a guy who is, he's going to be 30 when the season starts. Which, as a closer, maybe not as big a deal. But he has been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Um, 2022, he had an ERA of over 5. 2020, uh, sorry, 2022 over 5. 2023, back to 128. Uh, 2021, he was at 123. I mean, who is this guy? Which one is he? Because he's, he's bounced around. He's got incredible stuff the san diego you know the experiment in san diego and and his detail in milwaukee was not good um good last year but are you going to give him edwin diaz money 
when you're not really sure who he is? Or are you just going to say 2022 was just a bad year and chalk it up to that? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if he's worth $20 million a year. That's just my... There's, I mean, the I look at the closer position kind of like the DH position. You do one thing, it's very limited, and it's only so valuable. Yeah. And it's hard to pay a guy $20 million bucks to make, uh, let's see, Josh Hader's never pitched more than 50... I pitched, 70, I pitched 70 innings one time. Like, that's a lot of money to give to a guy you only see every couple of days yeah. for 10 pitches. Yeah, I agree. I know I, they're important pitches, but it's like, holy cow. Yeah. I don't know if they're $20 million worth of important pitches. So, yeah, no, I just, you know, the closer role I feel like is one that it is important. I feel like it's oftentimes overrated because it's three outs in the ninth inning. You yeah. just need a guy to get three outs in the ninth inning. Agree. Well, we saw we we saw Tim Wakefield close for a while. I mean, let's be serious here. <laughs> it's true. It's crazy. All right, uh, we're gonna move on, and I put together a little slideshow kind of trivia type thing. Um, so if you're listening, sorry, you're not gonna be able to see the pictures. Um, but what I did is I I copied the picture and then I blurred out the image. So you got to try to figure out who it is by you know just their silhouette. So. We are going to try that. The first few are fairly easy. Um, if you know the answer and you're watching, you can definitely throw it in the chat. Um, so here we go. We are going to start off with who, Harrison? Well, I feel like we've talked about this guy a lot. Big yeah. right-hander. Those are definitely Anaheim Angel reddish colors. Uh, I'm going to say that's Shohei Otani. Yes, uh, obviously. That's Shohei Otani's. Pitching, not hitting. So, can I just say, like, when you look at his leg drive as a pitcher, I, I know he's a tall guy, but my goodness, yeah, see how far out he gets from you the could, mound. You could park a Buick between his feet. <laughs> it's great. It really is crazy. Uh, so, this next guy is probably the best hitter of all time. Lefty. No, no he's not a Hall of Famer, Nick. So, uh, therefore, he can't be the best ever. He should be a Hall of Famer <laughs> in my eyes. It is the one and only Barry Bonds. That it, the, the finish of that swing will be indelibly burned in my brain oh for sure i mean he only did it 762 times so yeah and it was the I mean, same yeah. no matter where he was absolutely uh this guy iconic you know three thousand hit was a home run it's and it's it's funny because he's got one of the most generic stances but yep. like you see it and you're like that's the captain i know yeah. that's Derek jeter yeah for sure just, you just know it is because it's just as kind of generic as it is, feet shoulder width apart, standing up straight, bat in the air, like, but you know it's Jeter. And yeah. I used to love watching that guy take a, have a nine pitch at bat and then just like like slap a ball in the right field. Yeah, just to handle one drive off in the handle drive right. Crazy. Yep, absolutely. All right, this next guy is a current guy. The background kind of gives this away, um, if you know your ballparks. Yeah, but I mean, that big is, power guy. That is for sure Fenway Park. Yeah. Left-handed swing, very upright finish. Not Poppy. It is definitely uh, the new Poppy, Raphael Devers. Yes, it is Raphael Devers for sure. And can I All just right. say, there are not many guys who hit bad balls as well as Devers does. It's crazy. It really is. Like he will, he will swing and miss at a fastball down the middle, and then he'll take a ball off his shoe tops into the right field bullpens. I don't, yep. I don't get it. No. 
All right, this next guy, Harrison, I put him in the slide because you always guess him last. <laughs> he, he, he is the Pirates outfielder. I always guess last. And yep. he, you know, the, the, the stance, you know, big, big wide stance, a lot of extension. Um, I really wish this is a guy that I had gotten to see play. A thousand percent. He is uh, my he's my all time favorite MLB player of all time. I mean, I've read a biography on this guy and it's it's unreal. Yeah, I love everything about him. So it's Roberto Clemente, who I really wish I got a chance to see. And what I love too is no batting gloves, no like no nonsense. The guy was just straight up. Yeah. I I've said it before, but during his um his biography, I was reading like Mazarowski was a second baseman and he hated taking cutoffs from Clemente because like he could hear the ball whistling through oh. the air when he threw it in. And he's like, I'm not I'm not catching that. I'm I'm just not. No thanks. No, that's when you just let it go through. I mean <laughs> yeah. I, I the dude had an absolute howitzer. Yeah, it's awesome. So this next guy, kind of, jeez, oh, really gives it away here. Who is this? Oh my god, um, uh, Craig Council. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm like, is. I'm like, he's the manager guy. I can. They had that ridiculous stance. Yeah, I mean, literally for the viewers oh. that are listening on the radio, like all I have is pretty much the hands and the bat, like sticking straight up into the air. Like, it looks but... like he's got like a metal rod and he's trying to get hit by lightning. <laughs> for sure, one of the most unique batting stances ever. Like I just never got it, but well, and, man, and oh, I man. feel like at one point when he was when he was he might have been in Milwaukee, maybe he was in um, Florida still. They asked him about his stance, and he said the whole thing was a timing mechanism. Yep. Just like Jim Tomey pointing the bat, like it was all a timing mechanism for him, which yeah. the hell of a timing mechanism. You look ridiculous, but <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever works. It worked. I mean, yeah. the guy had a decent career. Yeah. All right. This next one, another unique batting stance. Played until he was about, uh, I don't know, 87, give or take a yeah, few the, years. The bat wrapped all the way around. All the way around. So who is this, Harrison? Uh, Ruben Sierra. No, not oh, Ruben Sierra. Um, Julio Franco. The other Julio guy. Franco, yes. <laughs> the other, the other one. guy. <laughs> yes, Julio Franco. All right. This one's a, a 90s pitcher. He actually threw oh. in the World Series against the Braves and beat him. He threw, like, I think it was 10 or 11 shutout innings in that. So Damn. he also also pitched for the Tigers. Is it Blackjack? It's not Jack McDowell. It is a Jack. I know. It's... um. Oh my goodness. The lead character saved by the bell had the same last name. Um oh, what was his name, Zach? Uh-huh. Zach. What? <laughs> what was Zach's last name? <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll end the suspense here. All right, kill it. Jack, oh, Jack Morrow. Mor- oh, come on, man. <laughs> it was it was the M. I'm like, I know I got it. Yeah, Jack Morris. Yeah. Go on. How about this one? An 80s pitcher. Uh, if you notice, I kind of put the color of the team around the border, too, to hopefully give, yeah, give a hint. Um, but, yeah, le- crafty, crafty, lefty, late 80s. Fernando? Yes, Fernando Valenzuela. Good one. Yep. He also had a pretty unique windup as well. It always amazed me that he was able to deliver. Because, like, if you, when you look at that picture, like, he's not looking at the plate. He's not looking – like, he's looking up in the air, like – it, it's like, where are you looking? Like, you got to turn and deliver that ball, and you went no idea where you're throwing it. Yeah. Uh, I put this one in because it's one of the most iconic pictures that we talk about all the time. Who is this? This well, is I a can, man. I can, I can smell the cigarettes. <laughs> yes, it is Jim Leland. <laughs> can smell yeah. the cigarettes coming through the computer. 
Yeah, I had to put that one. <laughs> and, in. and of course, you've got the picture of him with the cigarette. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had to, had to, absolutely. Had to. Uh, Hall of Famer. What a yeah, yeah. That, got in this year, so it's great. Yeah, what love him, love, love him. him to yeah. death. That guy was a lot of fun. This has got to be Bo Jackson because his There's, his thighs are, the, are as wide as the screen. Yep, it, there's a thousand percent Bo Jackson. Um, another guy I loved watching him as a kid. It was unreal. The, and but, there's nothing he couldn't do. Yeah, my goodness, he would he'd run through the wall, over the wall, around the wall. <laughs> yeah, on the wall. Yeah, yeah I mean crazy. another 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 um, football player who played both ways, Deion Sanders. He was also a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. It was incredible, those two, those, for sure. Those guys being football players, they played with a much higher level of aggression than most others. Yeah, it's so fun to watch. So, All right, this next one, also a unique windup. <laughs> Turning this back to the plate, that is the D-Train Dontrell Willis. It is the D-Train Dontrell Willis. I couldn't really blur him out anymore. Kind of says it on his jersey, but you know what? I love this guy. I love watching him pitch, too. He was fun. He was fun to watch. He yeah. It was he was either going to be lights out or get lit up. It was one or the other. Yeah, it was him and Juan Pierre. That whole era of Marlins, I I loved that whole team. Yep. They were they were so you know, fun. Bef- to watch. And before that, you had Levon Hernandez and that whole group that was just yeah, it's so good. I mean that yeah. that team won two World Series that you could argue were a little bit fluky, but it, they they won because they had they had consistent talent like this coming through the system. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next one. Big red uh, machine. Big red machine. It's got to be bench, right? It is. Yep. Yep. Johnny bench. Also, kind of an iconic finish too. I mean, he did. you see, you see this everywhere, and like that's the Johnny bench swing that everyone sees. So yeah. Very cool. level. Very level finish. A lot of lot of control and balance. Pine tar all the way to the end of that bat. Yeah. Bare hands. <laughs> Although, I love the bare hands. I love it. Well, and, but ask ask George Brett about his thoughts on pine tar up the bat because that doesn't always work <laughs> out for you. <laughs> That's still one of the most iconic meltdowns in major history. I love it. I I thought he was going to go murder that umpire. It's so great. Every every time I see it. All right, next one here. Ooh, the lean back finish. That's an Oriole because you can tell by the color of the helmet. Yep, it is an Oriole, a tall left-handed Oriole. Did he strike out a lot? Oh, an absolute (laughs) ton. If he was if he was in a bus, would it hit anything? No. No, it's got to be Chris Davis then. It is definitely Chris Davis. Yeah, that guy—he had such a pretty swing, but my goodness, he just forgot how to hit a baseball. I it it really is like crazy to look at his drop off. Like he was such a productive hitter, and then all of a sudden it was just like gone. Yeah, like it was just, literally. He like woke up one day and forgot how to hit. It it was it's it's still kind of mind blowing to me. I don't understand it. Like, I mean, I, so in, in 2015, he hit 47 home runs, 262 average, 2016, 38 home runs, 221, 17 was 26 and 215, 2018, 16 and 168, 19 was 12 and 179. And in 2020, he basically, after the first part of the season, they cut him no home runs and a 115 average in 16 games. Yeah, he went something like he went like forty something at bats, I think, without a hit. I think if I remember right, it was was brutal. And he wasn't even making contact for the most part. Like they, he just completely lost it. It's it's a shame because when that guy was on, he was he was fun to watch hit too. No, can you imagine? I mean, here's a guy who hit forty seven home runs. He struck out a bunch, two hundred eight, but he still hit two sixty two. Yeah, and a couple years before that, he hit fifty three home runs and hit two eighty six. Yeah, like this is not a guy who's a one fifteen hitter, but no. And 
of course there was rumors about you know was it uh, was it somehow ped related or did he have like a like an eye, like eye issues and he should have gotten lasik or did he get lasik and it messed him up like there are all kinds of theories on what happened to him but to watch a guy who was such a good hitter for five seasons like one of the best hitters in baseball for five seasons like yeah. scared pitching staffs to just fall off that fast makes no sense none uh, it's it's mind blowing and i'm pretty uh, sure they're still paying him and will be for a while all right so this one is probably the hardest one that i have on the slideshow right now this guy is a journeyman he's oh he was time. a red sock marco marco scudero yeah. nice yeah nice harrison I, yes. I, as soon as i saw it, i'm like oh i remember marco i loved yeah. him as a red sock marco scudero nice work dude i i thought that would have taken you a little bit but nice it's funny there, there are some players that just like stick with me like for sure if you if you put a picture of phil plantier up there i, would, I could pick him out no problem <laughs> yep but like there are just players that stuck and i really enjoyed marco scudero yeah all right and the last one that i have right here coco he, yes also kind of an Love iconic coco, batting Chris. stance yeah and, and the guy could fly yeah he could fly yeah absolutely so yeah, those... he was another guy who you know he's a good Red Sox. Yep, loved it. So those were kind of fun. That to was put fun. We... And... More of those, Nick. That was fun. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, all right. So hope the the viewers enjoy that real quick. Maybe I'll get a little more obscure since you kind of ran through that list pretty easy. Um, Except I couldn't think of Jack Morris, but I could think of Jack McDowell, and I couldn't think know... of Zach. My goodness, <laughs> that was we'll a brain have... part. We'll just have to watch reruns of Saved by the Bell and get you caught up here. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I, I almost wanted to call Jim Leyland Jim Layritz. I'm like, nope, nope, not Jim Layritz. But he'll be he'll be in next week's episode. That was another crazy stance. Yeah, he had a weird one too. <laughs> he did, yeah, for sure. All right, uh, we do have some trivia and stuff. Like I said, it's kind of going to be like a trivia laden show because literally nothing happened this week other than the Red Sox actually but doing keep something, in mind. which is weird. Keep in mind, January 1st, that means we are about six weeks away from actually having some baseball. I, it was weird when I saw like Love a it. post today where it's like baseball starts next month. And I was like, wow, it really does. I'm like, that is amazing. Yeah, we're like 46 days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Oh, so amazing. All right. So we have a couple top five lists. We have a couple just uh, trivia questions. So here we go. We're going to start with the top five list. Okay. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, I'll try not to blank on the names this time. Um, you don't need names for this one, Harris. Oh, nice. All right. I like so that. You, you need teams. Okay. Oh, okay. So give me the top five teams to have the most jersey numbers retired. Oh, boy. Uh, the Yankees. Yankees with 24. I mean, at some point in time, I mean, I know it's way down the road. Like, they're going to run out of numbers to give out, right? Like, you're going to well, retire them all. They're just going to be like running bibs. Like five <laughs> yeah. digits across. Yeah. Hey, hey, kid, you're new. You get number nine nine three seven. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, so yeah, Yankees with twenty four. It's number one. That's a lot. Holy cow. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers are tied for fifth with three other teams with eleven. Well, that's actually not that bad. Um, Red Sox can't be on that list. They don't have that many retired. Red Sox are tied with the Dodgers with eleven. Oh, is there, oh okay. So I felt like there's a little bit less than that. Um, let's see. You got to go to historic franchises that have been around a long time. Giants. Giants are number three with 14. Wow. All right. Uh, Dodgers, Giants, Yankees, Red Sox, Mets. 
Nope, Mets are not on the list. Uh, I should I should have known that. Reds? Reds are tied for fifth. They're the third team. <laughs> the other fifth place. All right, cool. Yeah, 11. Uh, Pirates? Pirates are not. Nope, mm. just missed it. They've got more. They probably got no more numbers. They should have retired. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's think. So you need number three and then the last fifth place team. Both historic franchises. Yeah, say so they got to go way back. Um. Royals? Nope. Wright like State, the... wrong team. Saint, no, St. Louis? Yeah, Cardinals are number two with 16. Yeah, so they're my next guess. Yeah. And then you have your last fifth place team. Oh, okay. They, uh, American they, or National? They're in the National League. Okay. Uh, they've moved a couple times, and they finally settled here for quite a while. They were in Boston. They were in Milwaukee. Now they're in. Oh, in Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, it's the <laughs> other team with eleven. Okay, um, makes sense. So I mean, that was these, cool. Yeah. So these teams actually like, you know, have one less because they've all retired forty-two, as it makes sense. Sure. But, yeah. but that that counts as um, the most numbers retired. But um, this also goes with hmm. um, retired numbers. Okay. So this is just a straight trivia question, just one answer. Actually, okay. I just need one number. Okay. Oh. Which number specifically has been retired by the most teams? Oh, oh, okay. <clears throat> and I'll give you a hint. It's not a single digit number. Okay. My my gut reaction says 24. I thought that too, but it's not actually. Hmm. Higher or lower? Lower. Lo- okay, interesting. 13. Higher. 15. I'll give you a player that has it. Jorge Posada. Oh, 20. 20. Has been retired by 11 teams. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting. Yeah. It's a solid I, tw- number. 24 was my guess because I immediately go to like Griffey, Willie Mays. Like, well, there's all, so yeah. many good players that wore 24. Like, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had that discussion too a couple of years yep. ago about how, like, what's the, the best jersey number, like, talent wise? Um, uh, I always, yeah, I always love that debate. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those guys wore 24 because it was Jackie Robinson's number and, you know, reversed. Reversed. Yeah. So they, did it, they did it as like an, it wasn't because, you know, 42 wasn't retired yet. They all did it as kind of a right acknowledgement of him. All right. Uh, the last trivia question I have. This one is a tough one. This is very tough. They're all tough, Nick. Touche, sir. <laughs> They're okay. all tough. It has happened twice in Major League history that two players have hit their first home run in their first at bat on the same day. Oh. However, which two players homered in their first MLB at bats back to back for the same team? What? Holy crap. This happened August 13th, 2016. I'll even give you the team, the New York Yankees. Oh, okay. 2016. First at bats. Wow, that's wild. Back to back. So who came up for the Yankees in 16? They still there? One of them is. Is it Judge? Judge is the, the second half of that, yeah. Okay. I had a feeling it, well, Judge is one of them. 
And the first guy came up real quick and kind of fell off the map. I mean, once you hear the name, I think you'll know. But it's a it's a tough one. Position? That I don't know. <laughs> he was he was that he was gone that quick. Like it was like four months and he was gone. Oh wow. Okay. Who else came up in sixteen? It's really, it's really tough. I'll just give it to you. It's hey, Ty- I don't know. Tyler Austin. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no exactly. idea who that is. So I re- I remember him coming up because he was he was coming up with Judge and he was supposed to be promising too that he just kind of fell right off the map. So yeah. Wow. Tyler Austin and Aaron Judge went back to back in their first at bats for in home first home runs of their careers. That's amazing. August 13th, 2016. If if you'd asked me that question, it's like point blank, I probably said the Cincinnati Reds this year. Because <laughs> yeah. like literally it felt like every night there was like two guys getting their first ever at bats. Right. Absolutely insane. So wow, that's cool. That's a wild yeah. stat. Yeah. I still remember when Daniel Nava hit that that grand slam and I was I thought that was the craziest thing ever. Yeah. Absolutely nuts. So wow. All right. So we are going I didn't put out a, a question of the week this week. Um again, slacking with the holidays and all of that stuff. So um, we do have a couple things um, from around the league that we're going to discuss here real quick. Yeah, we got some um, news and I've got some predictions we're going to kick yeah. around a little bit. I mean, hopefully this will be the absolute last time we talk about this guy ever because he's really not worth <laughs> putting on the air. But Wander Franco has been arrested and found in place under arrest. So um, good riddance. You're welcome for the $700,000. Um, <laughs> I... I kind of got into it on a public forum again, because it's like there should be a stipulation in the CBA where if a player is suspended for, or asked to take administrative leave that you should not be qualified for a bonus. I'm sorry. You shouldn't like, no, you you should be active to get paid a a thousand percent. If you get suspended at work or something like that, like they're not paying you. Well, you're not getting your bonus if they. Yeah, like, sure. You're, not, you're, you're you're certainly not getting a bonus. No. I mean, some people get paid while on leave. Like, sure. Right. You get paid. You get. You know. But no. Like, yeah, if you're, but if you're no. suspended and being investigated, that's a little different. Absolutely, and I can't believe that there isn't language in the CBA that protects the protects the league from being like, hey, yeah, he's you know a fugitive on the run. Let's give him a seven hundred thousand dollars and call it a day. I, I don't understand that. Yeah, but. and you sure hope there's language in his contract that says that if he does anything, you know, like this, that contract gets voided. Otherwise, the Rays are gonna have to go to insurance to get, and this kid's gonna get paid. Uh, I would imagine there has to be character clauses in these contracts, right? You would I hope. Mean, I mean, they're I mean, public figures. In in commercial real estate deals, there's bad boy carveouts for illegal activity and things like that. Like you have to imagine that there's kind of this kind of stuff in professional service agreements too. There ha- has to be. I, I don't understand it, but. I mean, 11, year, 11 years, 182, and he's in, like, what, the second year of it? There's <laughs> still a lot yeah. of money on the table for this guy. Yeah, absolutely insane. So, whatever. All right, that will be and the he's last He's only 22. Time. That's the scary part. He's only 22 years old. Yeah. Like, so. this is going to literally ruin his whole life. Yeah. So, we are done talking about him, hopefully. Who? All right. Yeah, I don't even remember. Exactly. Who? But, all right. So, what do you got? Nice, quick show tonight because, like I said, Kind of no news this week, so 
All right. So what I wanted to talk about this week is, is MLB yesterday re- released one prediction for every team in 2024. And there's some interesting ones, some obvious ones, some crazy ones. So I figured let's run down this list real quick. I'll throw them out there and let's, uh, let's see if we agree. So we're going to start in the American league East. The first one is for the blue Jays. So it's every team has a prediction. Bo Bichette will establish him, himself among the AL superstars. I don't know that he hasn't already. I feel, I feel like Bo Bichette has moved himself up the echelon. But I don't know. This year was kind of a setback because he was injured a little bit there in the middle of the season. I wouldn't put him at superstar level, but I mean, he's definitely top tier, if that yeah. makes sense. I, I think when you look across the landscape, he is probably one of the top 20 or 25 guys around baseball because he's, you know, he plays a good shortstop. He's a great hitter. A guy hit 306 last year. Um, he's a guy who could hit 30-30. He just doesn't, he doesn't steal as many bases anymore because he hasn't been healthy. But I think he's absolutely a, you know, high-end, maybe not quite elite-level player. I, I but, think the I think the Blue Jays market kind of hurts him there. If he's, if he's somewhere okay. else, he might get a little bit more notoriety. Well, and I feel like what hurts him too is is that and the fact that the Blue Jays just consistently can't get it done when it matters. Right. Yeah, I think um, that's, and he that's kind and of he it. is one of those guys too. He he doesn't show up. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's a tough one. So I, I find that interesting. So that was the Blue Jays for the Orioles. They'll reach the postseason again in twenty twenty four. I think that's a given. I think that's not a prediction. That's pretty much like just pencil it in now. Yeah. Um, but that team's too good not to make it. Uh, for the Rays, uh, the prediction is the postseason losing streak will end. The Rays will actually win a series and go somewhere um, because they have not had much success the last few years. I don't think they get in the playoffs this year. I think their path to the playoffs is harder this year, for sure. I, I think that the the Yankees are better in that division. The Orioles are just as good. The Red Sox hopefully won't be a pushover, and the Blue Jays are still going to be there. I you I don't have, think the Rays are going to just march their way to the playoffs like they did this past year. You still have the Rangers, Astros, and Mariners also. I, I, I mean, it's... Yeah, your own division is a gauntlet. Then you got those other teams, too. Yeah. I, so, I, mean, I don't think they make the postseason. Yeah, I mean... But be, you, you can't lose in the postseason if you never get there. Yeah, they they haven't won a postseason game since 2021. Yeah, crazy. So it's a couple, a couple seasons in a row they've just gotten kind of blown out. Uh, but again, a team who's winning divisions, getting you know, they got a buy and couldn't. Oh no, sorry, the Royals got the buy, uh, couldn't handle it. So it's I don't know. I, will they will they make the playoffs? I don't think it's as much of a guarantee as it used to be. Will they win a game? I don't know, maybe. But it's there's so the the AL is pretty loaded. Yeah. Red Sox prediction: They will win more games than they did in twenty three. <laughs> sure. I mean, they were seventy eight and eighty four. Sure. I, I mean, it's baseball. Sure. It's a low bar. I mean, Mo- moving on. Yeah. Keep going. Aaron judge will break his home run record. <sighs> he could. He was he on pl- a 60 home run pace again this year. Is he playing in LA again this year? Cause he can't stub that toe against the concrete. <laughs> uh, I, I, mean- I see. I, I think I might take this one. With Juan Soto protecting him now, there's a there's a strong possibility. Yeah, I think that I think what happened. I think Aaron Judge is going to get more pitches to hit. 
yeah. with Soto and Verdugo and those kind of guys around him. Um, he's going to have more guys on base too. Yeah. I, I think you're going to see Aaron judge hit probably, you know, he'll hit somewhere in the fifties for home runs, but he'll, he's going to drive in a boatload more runs. I agree. But, um, but could he, could he break 16? Absolutely. He could. The guy is a beast. I'll take 63 homers with Aaron judge. Wow. All right. I'll take the under, I'll take like 57. Okay. But he's going to drive in a boatload of runs. Yeah. All right. AL central. Uh, Tanner Bibby will be an AL Cy Young finalist. Sure. He's good. He He's had really a really good. good. He had a really good season last year. I'll take two nine eighty ERA in twenty five outings, one hundred and forty one Ks and one hundred and forty two innings. Yeah, I'll I think he it. could absolutely be in the a run. Fi- a finalist. He's got to be in the top three. So I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> Bobby Witt. So for the Royals, Bobby Witt Jr. will be an All Star. Uh, duh. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't an All Star this year because he had a tough start, and then he had a phenomenal second half. That's a silly prediction. Moving but on. Bobby Witten and All-Star. Uh, duh. Tigers, the sluggish starts will end. Uh, no, they still suck. <laughs> yep. Moving, Moving on. on. <laughs> Twins, Pablo Lopez will win the AL Cy Young. We could. No, he could, but I won't. I won't take it. I'm, I'm not going to bite on that. It's Garrett Coles until it's not. Yeah. And I think there's other guys in the league that are going to be more dominant than Pablo Lopez will in Minnesota. Yeah, but now with um, Shohei out of the American League, it at least puts him in the finals. Yeah, I mean, Pablo Lopez, if he has another season like he had last past year, he'll get some consideration, but I don't know that he's a winner. Yeah. White Sox will be better in 24 than they were in 23. How? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know they are terrible, but how? They haven't gotten better. They've, If anything, they've just gotten worse. I, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I just... I, and I guess more importantly, does anybody care? I, I mean, it, when you're zero and sixty-two, I guess one and sixty-one sounds better. But yeah, I mean, they won seventy. Well, they went. They went. They didn't quite win seventy games. But so if they win seventy games this year, I mean, I feel like that's a crazy low bar. But at the same time, that team has not gotten any kind of better. So no, who and knows? Yeah, I whatever. Okay, next. Yeah, sorry, they're 61 and 101, so it's a pretty low bar. Can they win 62 games? Sure, why not? Yeah, get them under the 100 loss mark. Yeah, right, get them them even hundo. All right, AL West. Uh, Mike Trout will have another MVP caliber season, and water is wet. No, I don't think he does. Oh, I I think with Shohei gone, it's back to being the Trout show. I don't see it, man. His injuries and his back and it, everything that's come out, like I, I don't, I don't know. I love Mike Trout. I'm not sitting yeah. here saying that he is a slouch by any means because I would love to have the talent that's in his left pinky finger. Oh yeah, but, for sure. But the, just the injuries really scare me. I don't think we're gonna see a prime Mike Trout again. Will he put up decent numbers? Sure. I mean, the guy plays 25 games and hits 50 and 100, but. I think the injuries in the back kind of slow him down. So I'm actually going to say that Shohei Otani leaving will help Trout only because it will open up the DH spot. So you can keep okay. Trout. You can keep Trout fresher by getting him some DH at bats. So I I will say I don't think you're ever going to see Mike Trout of five years ago. Like that Mike Trout is gone. Yeah. But I do think he still is an MVP caliber guy when he's healthy. 
Okay, that's fair. So I'm going to say I, I, I'll bite on this and say, yeah, I think he'll be a top five player again. But he's going to be doing a lot more of it at the DH spot. And okay. Shohei leaving will be good for him. Okay. That are you team's going to suck, though. Are you writing all this down? Are we having a competition? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, this is all off the record, Nick. Anyways. Oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> all right, in the, staying in the West. Jordan Alvarez will win the AL MVP in 24. Oh, man. This guy's a monster. He is. I, I mean. He I'll might be the best all-around hitter in all of baseball. I'll take it. Otani's gone. I'll take it. I'll take Alvarez MVP. Yeah, I think your MVP favorites right now in the AL are probably Trout, Alvarez, Judge. Judge. That's probably it. Those are probably the guys. Yeah. I mean, if Judge goes and hits 63, it's his. But I'm going to take – I'll take Alvarez as MVP here. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue the other the other guy will get some consideration is probably Soto because he's going to be a monster in New York. <laughs> True. But, yeah, yeah, I think – I mean, could Jordan win it? 100%. He is yeah. an absolute savage. Yeah. All right. Athletics. Uh, Brent Rooker will be an all-star again. Duh. Okay. That's really all we've got to say about the athletics, though. He's the only name I can name off that team right he's, now. He's – Estuary uh, oh, Ruiz. That's it. You're right. Yep. That's all I got. The yep. only two guys that matter. Yep. But yeah, Brent Rooker, an all-star. Okay. I mean, they ha- there has to be an all-star from Oakland, so why not him? Yeah. Uh, Julio Rodriguez will be a serious contender for the AL MVP. I mean, he, if if he, he hits... not already? You're right. If he hit... I mean, he had kind of... Was it a slow start? He had a really right? slow start, yes. But... I mean, when he came on in August and he hit that like seven, he hit what seventeen hits in a weekend or something like it that. Was ridiculous. That was, was crazy. It was like seventeen ridiculous. for twenty at some point. Yep. Um, I won't take it. Like you said, I think the Judge Alvarez Soto. Yeah, I think you he'll know, have a great year. He'll have a twenty-five and yeah. hundred year. I put him on um, the outside edge of that. Yeah. Will he get some consideration? Sure. Is he going to be a top three or top five guy for it? Nah, I'm not ready to say that yet. I could say I could see top five maybe, but not not an MVP finalist out there. Yeah, not, and who's going to protect quite. him in the lineup? Like, wh- why are you going to pitch to Julio next year? Who's going to protect him? Cal Raleigh. That's yeah, because you've lost you've lost Suarez. Teoscar's gone. Like, who's yeah. going to protect him? Yeah, I don't know. Strange. Yeah. Oh, and I guess one guy we forgot to mention that will come up now: Corey Seager will win the AL MVP. No, yeah, I should have mentioned him. He's the other guy who's really a contender. Yeah, uh, Alvarez is going to win it, so I can't take I can't take Seager. Yeah, I mean Corey Seager, you could make an argument for him and both Simeon this year, um, right? But could will Seager be the MVP? Certainly could be. Oh yeah, absolutely could be. But I'm not okay. going to take it. I won't take it because I'm I'm banking on Alvarez. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to bite, but I definitely think he will have another monster season because he's Corey Seager. But yeah. another guy, how many games you get out of him? Right. 100, yep. 140, 160. I mean, my goodness, that'd be crazy. If he gets 140 or 160, he can win it. If he hit like he did this year. Yep. Agreed. Crazy. All right. That's, we're done with the AL. NL. Max Freed will win the NL Cy Young. No. I mean, he is so good. But again, he's been. I would take Strider over Freed right now. Yeah, I mean, Freed in 20 and 22 was an, was in the running for the Cy Young. 
yeah. injuries last year, kind of a weird 21. I mean, he's a guy who's crazy, crazy good stuff, crazy talented. So he's but due for a good year is what you're saying every other year. He's so. kind of due for one, yeah. Yeah. He seems like he likes the the um, even-numbered years. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Strider over Freed. Well, yeah, I feel like the torch has been passed and Strider is the guy there. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's maybe that's what frees up Max Freed to just go and and shove is <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. And if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, either way, if you're if you're going to have Strider and Max Freed at the top of your rotation, both of those guys are going to be battling for the Cy Young Award. You have probably the two Cy Young favorites at the top of your rotation. Yep. And Chris Sale now, baby. And Chris Sale. Woo. Bring on all 12 of those starts. All right. And Bryce Elder. They have they've built a oh, yeah. decent rotation there. So and Charlie yeah. Morton. I, Charlie I mean, Morton. They, they'll be all right. They addressed what they needed. The Braves needed pitching and they got it. And they've brought in a bunch of other arms that are going to compete. So the Braves yeah. are going to be they're going to be good again. Yeah. For probably the next decade. Yeah. All right. Marlins. Jazz Chisholm Jr. will return to all-star form. He couldn't have been any worse last year. I'm selling it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on jazz. I, uh, I don't like his game. I don't like his flair. I don't like. But I, he's talented. He just yeah. he has to be able to stay on the field and and keep his head on. Yeah, selling. So yeah, I'm with you. Mets. They'll be better in 24 than in 23. Sure. I mean, yeah, but how? I mean, you're gonna get Edwin Diaz back. Great. But you got Luis Severino. Yeah, that's right. You do. And you sold the polar bear for now. Yeah. Uh, and I you mean, got Francisco sure. Lindor, who's good. Yeah. Anything other than zero is, is better. You know what I mean? Like, just, I mean, yeah, you were 75 and 87. Yeah. I mean, it's I, a low bar. Yeah, exactly. Nationals. Uh, Hunter Harvey will take over as the closer. That's all they have to say about the Nationals is that Hunter Harvey will be their new closer. He's filthy. So, he sure. is filthy. Another sure. guy, another guy with a lot of injury past, but yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? The guy has got ridiculously good stuff. Why would you not put a guy who can't give you a lot of innings, but has crazy good stuff at the back of the bullpen? Yeah. Okay, done. Yeah. Uh, Phillies. So what they're saying with the Phillies, uh, there will be a true race in the NL East that the Phillies are going to close the gap and run with the Braves. False. So they'll they'll win the NL East or no? They I'm not saying they're going to win it, but they're going to be right. If they don't win it, it's going to be close. They're not uh, going to be 14 games back like this year. Uh, I'll take it. What the hell? I'm just not ready to buy the Phillies as a real contender for that division yet. I think they're, I think they're a playoff team for sure. I don't think they're 14 games worse though. Like no, no. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be like a game back, but I think they're going to be better than maybe they're like six. Yeah, I mean, they'll be competing in September. So yeah, yeah. I, I think it'll be fairly tight, not crazy tight, but it'll be fairly tight. So I'll I'll take it. What the hell? All right. Yeah, I'm not taking it. I don't think they're that close yet. Okay. NL Central Brewers. Uh, Freddie Peralta will win the NL Cy Young Award. Don't care. Right. He had a. He's had injuries. He's got good stuff. No, uh, that doesn't matter. No, no. I, I, I feel like it's going to be Strider. Strider. He's waiting for it. 
He's going to strike out another 300 batters. His ERA is going to go down. He'll be fine. It's yep. Striders. All right. Still in the central Cardinals. Uh, reliable pitching could lead to NL central contention. So they're basically saying that they're just a pitcher away from being back in contention, which they got Sonny gray. Um, they could still somehow bring Montgomery back, which I predicted like way back in November when we did it. I mean, and the Cardinals aren't going to be as bad as they were last year. There's no way. You well, can't tell. That was a last season was a fluke, absolute fluke. If Mikolas just pitches like a human being, they're going to be yeah. five or six games better just on that alone. So, yeah, I, I don't see how the Cardinals are worse. I, I honestly thought they were they were too good a team to have struggled like they did. Yeah, I agree. So I'm I'm buying. I think the Cardinals are going to be back in the race. Yep. Uh, Cubs, they get back to the playoffs this year. Sure. If if they bring if they bring Bellinger back, yes. If they don't, no. Yeah, they, they've they got to do a little more for me to to get me to believe that. Right now, they haven't done. I mean, Craig Council doesn't get you over the hump by himself. Like mm-hmm. you need a pitcher, you lost Stroman. You need a bat, you lost Bellinger. Possibly. Like, yeah, possibly. So, like, what what are you doing to at least fill those gaps? To re- to repeat what you did last year because I don't and, think gonna, I don't think they'll repeat what they did last year yet. Right, and you're hoping for another year out of Justin Steele like he had this year. Yeah, and I think Steele is super talented and is probably a Cy Young contender, but yeah, he's the only guy you got. I mean, still not top 100, Morgan Sawyer, but you know <laughs> he's he's still pretty good. <laughs> well then, shots fired. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So I'm not buying the Cubs to the playoffs yet. I think if they can make a move or two to fill a couple of holes, you know, Bellinger comes back, they get a pitcher. I'm willing to say, yeah, I, they got a shot. Yeah. I'll sit on the fence. I'll take the Sean Bogue answer and just straddle the fence here. Yeah. But I I will say the NL central is kind of weird because the Brewers are not improving. The Cardinals have, and will get better just because they can't have a season like that. Again, the Cubs have not improved. The pirates have sort of improved. Um, the Reds have made some moves, but that central, the whole division's like stuck in neutral right now. Uh, my bold prediction of 2024, the Reds will make the playoffs and win their uh, uh, playoff series. Well, let's, so we'll get there in a second. So okay, let's go to the sorry. Pirates. Cabrian okay. Hayes will win his first platinum glove. Um, yes. I will buy that. No. Arenado's still in the league, man. I know, but he took him this year. I yeah, that's crazy. Hey, does he deserve? Cabrian Hayes is disgusting at third. He's base. so good. All right, you convince me. I'll take it. I'll I'll take Cabrian Hayes platinum glove. Yeah, I'll I'll buy it because there's a belief around the league that Arenado's not as good as he once was. I, I still think I I would still say Arenado's the favorite, but I would buy Cabrian Hayes winning it for sure. I would walk to Nolan Arenado's house right now, no matter where he lived, and drag him all the way to Boston so he could play third base. I love yeah. Rafael Devers, but I man. I'd trade Devers for him. I don't know if I'd go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm go- I'm taking it all the way. Yeah. All right. All right. Reds. Cincinnati will make the postseason. Apparently Nick's buying. I- I'm I'm <laughs> in on the Reds and they win a playoff series. I am in on the Reds. Their I'm young gonna... their young pitching staff is only gonna get better. If Hunter Green can stay on the hill with all those other kids they brought up, they have great stuff. And then if you somehow get Frankie Montas, like in his top form, 
or even semi-top form, the Reds are going to be a force in the NL Central. I agree. My my favorites in the in the Centrals are the Reds and the Royals. Yeah. And I've never in a million years thought I would think (laughs) either of those teams had a shot at anything that was relevant. Preach it, brother. I'm taking the Reds and I'm taking today. Mark it down. I'm taking the Reds and the Royals. Now, if if the White Sox go sign like you know Snell and Montgomery, I'm going to change my opinion. But as things stand right now, yeah. (laughs) As things stand right now, I'm taking the Reds and the Royals in the Central Divisions. Done. Book it. Fair enough. All right. NL West. Arizona's going to make the playoffs again. Amen. Let's go, Snakes. They've only gotten better. I mean, they've they've actually improved on a team that was like sneaky good last year. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll buy like it. that was, I watched probably more games from them than anybody else in the league, like from day one. I love their game. I love how they play. They're so balanced with contact guys, speed guys. They wreak havoc on the bases. They make good at bats. They never throw at bats away. No. Gabriel Moreno is disgusting behind the plate. No. Um, I mean, Corbin Carroll, what can I say about him? Re-signing Lord Escariel was huge. Yep. Getting Suarez at third now, get like you a thumper. You go get yeah, Erod. I, mm-hmm. I, They've I only love, gotten better. I love Evan Longoria, and he did a lot for that team last yep. year. Um, but putting Suarez there to get you a potential thirty bombs, um, and then Christian Walker. I know he had a terrible postseason. Oh, so bad. Um, but he's not that player. Christian Walker yep. is a great baseball player. He's better than that, and you'll see yeah. better than that. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm buying Arizona the playoffs again. Taking it. And they're a scary team. And Brandon Fott is the real deal. This kid can deal. Yes. Yeah, you've got got weapons there, and you've got a bullpen that is also going to stay intact in this solid. You you have four solid starting pitchers now, right? You have have Merrill Kelly, Zach Gallen, Cy Young finalist. Yep. You brought in Erod. You got Brandon Fott. My goodness. Yep, and a bullpen that is not going to give many many up. No, it's great. So they're yeah, I'm, I'm I'm buying the D backs back to the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers. Dodgers Stadium will be more electric than ever before. Uh, Dodgers are going 0 and 162 this year. The Dodgers are still not. My, I'm saying the Dodgers are still not going to win the World Series. No. Um. Now that, I, I that mean, ballpark, that ballpark may be electric, and people are going to be killing each other for tickets, and it's going to be a, it's going to be an event every night. Great, still not going to win. Yeah, I mean, bias aside, other are, are the Dodgers going to be fun to watch. Like, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know. With, like, with I, I mean, you you're not going to sit and watch Betts, Freeman, and Otani hit back to back to back. I, I, I mean, mean, come on now. I I will, but like, I'm not going to stay up late just to watch it. I mean, I will the probably the first couple of weeks, but yeah, like I'll, I will watch. I'll catch a few games early on, but I'm not. Right. It's not must see TV to me. It just isn't. Okay, that's fair. I mean, you got the top three of the top five major league baseball players, in my opinion. Yeah, hitting, hitting one, two, three, right there. It's gonna yes. be crazy, but the rest of their lineup doesn't really scare me that much. No, if those guys don't have big nights, they're gonna struggle. Yeah, as you they're... saw in the playoffs when Betts and Freeman didn't show up. Yeah, and Betts historically, except for 2020, has not been a great playoff player. No. Yeah. So, but yeah, the original question, like, will it be electric there? Sure. Yeah, but, it's gonna be a freaking spectacle every night. But when does that wear off, though? Like, that's and, gonna be interesting. And does that pressure get to the players? 
could at some point. They are point. basically expected to win every single night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, the last time you saw a team built like this was, I mean, you could argue it was the Yankees when they were stacking everything up in the late 2000s, you know, and they yeah. didn't. They didn't win yeah. until they paired it back. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I struggle to, I struggle to see that. I, I think the place is going to be crazy, but I it, don't think they're going to be. It all banks on their pitchers coming back and staying healthy. That like yes. you you can have the best lineup in the world, which you know you could argue they probably do at this point. But if Yamamoto ends up going down, if Bueller comes back and then goes back on the shelf, if Dustin May, you know, they just have so many questions in their pitching staff. Are they going to come back and be in good enough form and be able to stay on the field? That's my yeah. biggest question mark with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's like we it's like we said they they've added. They've added more question marks to their pitching. Yeah. So. And you can't have that. You, you're not, you, what have the Yankees shown us over the last 25 years? You can't win a World Series without pitching. It doesn't matter how good your offense is. You just right. can't win without pitching. Right. Can't do it. All right. Giants. A giant will win rookie of the year between Lee, Kyle Harrison, and, and Marco Luciano. One of those three guys is going to get rookie of the year. Luciano's really good. He is really good. Lee. And this, you know, young young Ho Lee looks really good too. He does, but I think it's going to be adjustment period for him. Totally. Um, I mean, I, like we saw Yoshida in April and May was kind of feeling his way through it, and, and finally got comfortable later in the year. Yeah, I'm going to probably give Rookie of the Year to Randy Rosarina. That's going to be my my guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's due for one, right? It's been yeah. A oh, years. for sure. Yeah. The guy uh, was a five year veteran winning Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. That's a real hard one. No, it's just saying a giant will win. So I, out yeah, of those yeah. three, yeah, I think the Giants are the best chance of having the rookie of the year on the roster. Yes. Well, right. Yeah, three. Who that? Who that's going to be? I don't know. But you've got three good candidates there. Yeah, sure. And I think the Giants are going to be good this year. Yeah. Padres, they will be. They will win more games than they did in twenty three. I don't know how. No. You've lost Soto, Snell, Hater. You still got Machado, Bogarts, Tatis, Tatis, Musgrove, and you Darvish, but are you a, you're not a better team than you were last year? That's for sure. Although you had your own, you had problems last year, but you are not a better team right now than the, than you were last year. No. Could you win more games? Yeah, I mean, sure. because they were terrible and they they were nine and twenty three in one run games. And they were zero and twelve in extra innings. Yeah. So yeah, you could win more games just by not stinking late in games. And it's baseball; it can happen. Oh, totally. I yeah, mean, they could go that, out and win. They can win ninety games next year just because they don't suck in one run games. I'm not. I'm not taking it though. Yeah, I'm not going to bite. I think that. I think that. I'm not putting faith in Machado, Bogarts, and Tatis Jr. to turn that around. No. I think that team is going to be perennially hovering around 500 until they make some moves and shed some of these guys because you can't go build around them. You got no money left. Those contracts are piling up. Yeah, agree. Rockies, another team with nothing to talk about. Ezekiel Tovar will go from an intriguing rookie in 23 to a mainstay. Like, all-star candidate. Gold glove candidate, like. Short. Yeah, okay. I mean, you got to have one representative. He's super talented, no doubt. He, he is good. Yeah. And you got to have that one rep from each team, so sure. Yep. He is probably the best player on that team. Yep. And I'll buy it. 
Well, I mean, you, you have Ryan McMahon. Yeah, Ryan Mc, I mean, Ryan McMahon's you, good. You do, but I think Tovar will take him. Will overtake yeah. him. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll bite. And that's it. Those are the predictions. Hmm. Those are interesting. What? Yeah. Uh, who were who were those predictions from? It was MLB.com. It okay. was the, their um, uh, their panel put them all together. So right now, let's run through the divisions real quick, Harrison. Give me yep. your AL East winner. If I had to pick an AL East winner right now, I'm taking the Yankees. Oh, I'm going Orioles. Yeah, I, I'm stuck between the Yankees and Orioles. I think the Yankees have gotten better enough, and I think with a healthy Radon, I, I think they could overwhelm the Orioles. Yeah, possibly. I love going, the Orioles. I want to pick the Orioles. I just I picked the Yankees last year too. Where that get me? Yeah. Well, that's good. But, so I'll, I'll go Orioles. Uh, okay. AL Central. I'm taking the Royals. Uh, twins until it's not. Um, Fair. AL West. Um, division winner. Yeah. I feel like it still has to be the Astros. I mean. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I hate uh, that, but I really. No, you know what? I'm screw. I want the Rangers. The Rangers are going to actually win the division this year. Okay. I'm going right. to bite. I'm. I'll stay with the Astros because it's just, you know, I hate it. But yeah. All right. Yeah, and NL East. Braves. Yeah, Braves. Central. I'm going to take the Reds. <laughs> uh, same. Same Reds. I, I don't think the Cardinals have the pitching yet. Yes, they got Sonny Gray. That's a great addition, but. You know, I don't know. I, I'm I'm going with the Reds. Yeah, I'm not I'm not ready to to, to declare that. I think the Reds with a, all that seasoning last year, those young kids got, they're going to be a team to contend with. A healthy Hunter Green, you know, the players they've added. I mean, jo- losing Joey Votto, I think, is a is a hole that we don't that we underestimate in terms of leadership and and in the clubhouse. But yeah, they're so talented. If they can put it together, they can be dangerous. Yep, NL West. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Dodgers. I, I I think the Giants are gonna be sneaky good. I think the D-backs are gonna be good. Uh, the Padres and Rockies, who cares? I think they're gonna be out outside looking in. But I I I have to take the Dodgers until somebody doesn't let them win it. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with my Diamondbacks because of the question marks and the pitching for the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks have the pitching right now. Um. Yeah. Yes, I know it's like a 15-game gap that they have to overtake. Yeah, it's a big gap. <laughs> but but uh, I'll say Diamondbacks just because I've been riding them so hard for they, the last year and a half. So They could close it. Yeah. All right. Two early World Series prediction. Go. Who's in the World Series? World Series for 2024. I'm going to go. Royals, please say the Royals. <laughs> no, I'm going to I'm going to take the... I want to. I, I'm going to go with what I wanted last year: Orioles, Braves. Orioles, Braves. I would have loved to have seen that series. I thought. I know. Point. I still want to see it. I, I think I, it's Yankees, Braves, or Orioles, Braves. I I think the Orioles learned a lot from last year's playoff, like Big just time. stinker. I mean, they were just so young. Yeah. Um. But. Um. <coughs> just to be different, I guess. I'll go Rangers D backs. Nobody sees that coming. <laughs> a rematch. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. If I'll baseball's go proven anything, it's getting back there is, is hard. It's crazy hard. 
See, the Yankees definitely help their lineup, but their pitching is also a question mark after Cole. I, I don't. I just don't know. Um, I'll go. I'll go Orioles and D-backs get back. All right, I like it. I'll take that. Orioles D-backs. Okay. But I, obviously, we'll have like real predictions when we get closer to the season. But yeah, that was kind and of we're funny. Shoot, just... We're shooting in the dark right now because you yeah. got. Team rosters aren't even finalized, but yeah, yeah there's still so many people out there and a lot of things could change. Um, and I mean, I was just predicting with my heart there. Those are the two teams I'd love to see in there. Yes. Good young players that play the game the right way. Two great organizations that what, what I, I want and, and major league baseball does not is Royals reds. Oh, for sure. But, but. major league baseball would like cancel the world series. If that happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. MLB is having a pandemic. Everyone else is fine, but just yeah. the league is. Yeah. There'd be two people watching that World Series, but you, me, and you. Yep, that's right. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, anything else before we head out? No, I think it's a, it's a quiet week. Hopefully stuff will pick up this past week. Um, there's a really cool article uh, done by, I can't remember who, I, I can't find it now, um, kind of mentioning all the, MLB people we lost in 23, you know, Tim Wakefield and, mm, yeah. and that cast of characters. And there was a lot of, uh, a lot of big names that uh, we lost last year, but 2023 was an interesting baseball year. Good. It was a good year for baseball. 2024 should be another good year for baseball. Absolutely. All right. So before we go, please make sure that you like and follow us on Facebook. You can follow our reels, like our reels, comment on our reels, um, please get our podcast out there. Any type of sharing is is caring, and we really appreciate the support. Um, you can also subscribe on YouTube and listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Like I said, really appreciate the support and the love that we've been getting. Um, and we will be back on at 8 p.m. next Monday, hopefully with a little bit more free agent news. It's got to get cranking up here at some point. So it has to. Um, yeah. So we will see you guys next Monday at 8 p.m. Yeah. Thanks for a great 2023, everybody. And we're looking forward to another great 2024. Have a great new year, guys. See ya.